Welcome back, everybody, to the Colin Cernelia Podcast on the Talent 409 Network. This podcast episode brought to you by the Sweat with Stods Hit at Home program. This month-long program includes five 30-minute workouts per week that can be done anywhere with no equipment needed. Each week includes three high-intensity interval training workouts designed to use your own body weight to build strength and get your heart rate up, along with two low-intensity steady-state cardio and core workouts meant to help your body recover. The program usually costs $30, but my listeners can get a $10 discount with the code CCP. That's only $20 for a month of program workouts designed by a certified personal trainer and experienced group exercise coach who also happens to be my wife and wants to help you get your fittest. Download the Hit at Home program at www.sweatwithstods.com. Today's episode, it's just you and me. So let's get right into it. But before we do, let's jam out a little bit with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I'd like to use this platform as an opportunity, obviously, to, to get some guests on uh, and some people who have done some, some really great things, uh, not only on the sports field, but also just life after sports, which is a, a really important aspect in, in the work that we do at Talent 409 is just talking with the athletes, talking with students, and just helping them prepare uh, for the next stage uh, in their life after sports. Because it's important to me that the student athletes, especially the amateur level athletes that we, we talk to, have a foundation for success uh, after sports. Because for a lot of us, we don't make enough money. We don't get to play long enough in our sport of choice uh, to, to make a living where we can spend the rest of our lives after sports on the beach just hanging out and and for a lot of us uh, you know these days I don't even really think that's that's an option we we want to entertain we want to give back to our communities we want to be active in our communities and and you know help our kids succeed and just do things that uh, people that played sports you know back in the day really didn't have an opportunity to do and I think they struggled with self-identification and, and who am I after sports and, and they, they had to work uh, because they didn't make a lot of money uh, while they played. So you know, we would just really do a lot here that we want to make sure that the, the people who are listening, and even if you're not uh, an athlete, uh, but you aspire to, to just better yourself with, with leadership skills uh, and the likes, that's, that's really what this platform's all about. And a lot of you know what we're going to talk about on today's podcast and, and a lot of the solo podcasts are going to be more related to some of the content and the things that, that I believe in, uh, that anybody I col- collaborate at Talent 409 with believes in, in the things that, that we teach and that we talk about when we you know, meet with, with students, with athletes, with organizations and, and so forth. Uh, but today I want to uh, take an opportunity here to talk about discipline. So there are a number of qualities and attributes that make up a dynamic leader, but discipline is a, a really interesting word because a lot of times it gets used as a term meaning to punish people when really not, that's not what the intent was of, of the person who's using it. To be clear, there are actually two distinct definitions of the word discipline. The first being the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of punishment or excuse me, a, a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. The second definition is the type of discipline I want to talk about today, 
uh, which is the ability to control and motivate yourself to stay on track and to do what is right. So when someone uses the word discipline at the next Thanksgiving dinner, I don't want you to say, well, you know, Colin said it's not about punishing people. Uh, no family arguments because of me, please. But if we, we talk about the, the second definition of discipline that I mentioned, the one where you have to control and motivate yourself, I want you to start by taking a moment and just thinking about how much of a disciplined person you are. Go ahead, take a quick moment. My guess is we can all think of a time where we haven't been disciplined enough and either made preventable mistakes, hurt ourselves or someone else, and simply unnecessarily set ourselves back from an accomplishment we set out to achieve. We make daily decisions that improve or disimprove our level of self-discipline. For example, when we hit snooze on our alarm to get to the gym before work or to make it to our 8 a.m. class, that's considered poor discipline. If we tell a friend or a family member that we will show up to X event only to back out because you didn't prepare enough time to get there or you didn't save enough money to go, that's poor discipline. On the flip side, if you go out with friends and set a $25 spending budget for the night and you stick to that amount or less, then you are exhibiting discipline upon yourself. Saying no to something that makes you uncomfortable and leaving the situation entirely is also an excellent display of, of discipline. You know what's right and you do the right thing even if it's not popular. That's discipline. By using these relatively normal everyday scenarios, we can start to see what separates success from failure and what makes people leaders versus followers. Take this quote from Nick Saban. I, I was just listening to, to this great podcast uh, by Jim Miller, Origins, download, subscribe to it. Uh, this whole season is, is uh, about Alabama uh, and Nick Saban and how they got to be as successful as they are. Uh, he's arguably one of the most successful college football coaches of, of all time. He's got six national championships, five since taking over at Alabama. And he says in the interview to, to Jim Miller, he says, this is, this is what discipline is to me. You know you are supposed to do something, but you don't want to do it. Can you make yourself do it? There is something you know you shouldn't do, but you want to. Can you keep yourself from doing it? So let me say that again. You know you are supposed to do something, but you don't want to do it. Can you make yourself do it? And then the flip side, there is something you know you shouldn't do, but you want to. Can you keep yourself from doing it? I mentioned Nick Saban's on-field success. His overall record since he took over at Alabama is 127-20. and 20. That's an 864 winning percentage, mean, meaning he wins just about 90% of the time his teams take the field. Really, I don't know of anything that you are successful 90% of the time where if you don't display discipline, there's, there's just no chance that you can be that consistent, especially over the course of, of, a, of an 11-year period, for an example. I mean, if, if it's a short burst in a, in a short amount of time, there's always you know, one-offs and, and you know, luck uh, plays into to success and into different things sometimes. But to, 
to win at a 90% clip or to be successful at a 90% clip or to do anything consistently at a 90% clip, that takes discipline. If you can't get up when your alarm goes off to make it to the gym before work, how can you be trusted to, to lead a team or to be the lead of a special project at work? Why would anyone trust or count on you if you can't do either of those things yourself? If you can't trust yourself, if you can't count on yourself, how do you expect others to count on you and to trust you? It may seem silly, but incrementally increasing your personal level of discipline will help you be a better person while also helping you stand out from the pack. Because really, and, and you probably already know this, but I'm just going to reiterate it, it's easy to, to go with the flow. You know, the, the easy thing to do is to not be disciplined. It's much easier to follow along, to, to give in to peer pressure. It's much easier to do those things in the moment. But when that moment passes and we begin to reflect on our decisions, we often get frustrated and upset with the results. This is called remorse. And if you uh, experience a high level of remorse in your life, I'd be pretty willing to bet that a portion of that is being contributed by your lack of discipline. Every day you have to make a decision between feeling and choice. So here's a, here's a really simple example. I don't like doing the dishes, or I don't feel like doing the dishes because I just want to relax. Or you can say to yourself, I choose to do the dishes because I have a sense of pride in keeping a clean house. When you choose to do something versus using feeling as a gauge, you make it easier to stay on task. I'm not preaching today to, to being an emotional, emotionalist robot. I'm just saying that emotion can steer you off task and take away from any level of discipline you are trying to achieve. Discipline also leads to consistent behaviors. So as a leader of a team or an organization, it's imperative that people can emulate you. I wanted to start podcasting and do a sports podcast because I wanted to emulate Bill Simmons. I listen to Bill Simmons' podcast every week. He puts out multiple podcasts. It's great. It's content for me to eat up. I like the way that he interacts with his guests. I like the things that he talks about. Uh, I like that he challenges the, the listeners to, to have different points of view and to consider things from different vantage points. Bill Simmons is somebody who's a leader of an organization, The Ringer, has a podcast, and I said, okay, I want to emulate that. Now, obviously, on, on this platform, I'm not doing a sports podcast, although I aspire to, to do that one day with a couple friends of mine. But that's, that's an example right there of Bill being a good leader and being somebody that I wanted to, to emulate, even, even if he wasn't somebody that I directly knew or directly worked for or worked with. You want, as, as a leader, you want your teammates or your coworkers to do the right things and to be engaged and active. But, you know, if they see you goofing off or not showing up for events, that more than likely that they're going to follow suit uh, and they're going to do that same thing versus if you're displaying qualities of dynamic leadership, preparation, grit, water carrying, then you'll see people start to do the same. So discipline can lead to consistent behaviors amongst yourself and your teammates. And that's really how powerful discipline can be. 
by being a disciplined person that is a, a leader and provides value and guidance, uh, you can also make those that surround you more disciplined without even saying a word to them about it. It's pretty cool to know that your influence as a leader can come from your actions and decisions rather than just by what you say. So I want to end today's mini you know, session, mini pod, uh, with just some suggestions for you know, how can you become more self-disciplined if that's something that you aspire to, to do and if that's something that you want to learn. And there's not really one, a one-size-fits-all uh, when, it, when it comes to discipline and, and everybody's situation is going to be different. But I think these four suggestions will help set you off on the right path and just give you a, a roadmap uh, towards a, a little bit more consistent discipline if that's something you're looking to achieve. So the first thing uh, that you can do is uh, really just to identify and know your weaknesses. If you acknowledge your shortcomings, whatever they may be, uh, that can that can really help you identify when you might be going down a path that's not where you want to go. Uh, too often we try to to pretend that our you know vulnerabilities don't exist, um, or we try to like cover up any any pitfalls that we have in our lives. If we own up to mistakes and failures and and learn from them. Uh, we can become more disciplined because we'll, we'll be able to identify those things before they happen the next time. And that'll just in turn give you more confidence. The second thing uh, in order to, to improve your level of self-discipline is just to remove temptations. For example, if you wanted to eat healthier, then I would just say toss the junk food in the trash. Hopefully you don't have a lot of junk food and you aren't wasting a lot of food. But if that's the sacrifice it's going to take, then it, it might be worth it if that's, if that's what you're looking to achieve. Uh, if you want to improve your productivity at work, turn off social media notifications and silence your cell phone. Uh, that's actually a practice that I do every single day, uh, Monday through Friday. I, I try not to do it as often on the weekends in case there's something going on and I want to be a little bit more engaged. But... If I'm working, I don't want a simple buzz of my phone or even now with my Apple Watch to, to go off and to just take me off course and get me totally sucked into something that's going to take away from, from my productivity, which is extremely important to me in order to, to have success and to be able to do the fun things that I want to do either after work, on the weekends, or whenever I want to take a vacation. You can set yourself up for success by ditching those bad influences. So simply removing your, your biggest temptations from the environment that you're in will greatly improve your self-discipline. The third thing is to set clear goals, or as uh, the Philadelphia 76ers made very popular recently, have a process. If you hope to achieve self-discipline, you want to have a clear vision of what you hope to accomplish. Set some goals, set some ideas and, and different things that you want to do and that you want to accomplish. Process an outline uh, that has each step of where you want or each step of what you want to take in, in order to reach your goal. Uh, a really great uh, recommendation that I have, uh, and I'll put this in the, in the show notes as well, is a book called Start Where You Are. It's written by Chris Gardner. It was made very uh, famous by the Will Smith movie uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, his book 
uh, was really influential to me when I was in college, and I've read it a couple times since then to just refresh and, and to, again, learn and, and try to emulate his leadership qualities and, and try to find uh, my own success through what he's found success in. Uh, so I highly recommend that book uh, as a way to, to help you identify a process, if you will, so that you can trust that process, figure out who you are and what you're about. So again, I'll put that in the, in the show notes uh, as well, but it's a really great book and I highly recommend it uh, if you're looking to, to start identifying your process. Lastly, really simply, I just want you to reward yourself. Life's too short to, to always be working, to always be too serious, to always cut dessert out of your diet. I can't do it. If I, uh, Dessert's a, a big thing for me. Uh, I try to limit uh, how much I, I have or the amount of days per week versus having a dessert every day. Uh, and really that just comes down to moderation, whether it's food, whether it's indulgence in, in anything else that you're doing. Moderation is really the key to your rewards, whatever you choose them to be. You don't want to overdo it uh, because then you might set yourself back again. And that, again, is just a, another setback in the in the self-discipline realm. But I definitely want you to, to reward yourself for, for working hard and to, to achieving your goals and, and accomplishments and things like that. So make that a part of, of your process, too. Uh, and don't just think that you need to, to always go up, up, up. You can plateau out, relax, chill. Uh, and then start to go up from there again once you recharge and uh, you know have some fun with it. They're just suggestions, you know those four things that I just outlined to, to get you again started on a path to, to more self-discipline. Everyone's journey is going to be different. It's going to take varying varying amounts of, of time and effort to become a more disciplined person. But by doing so, you put yourself in a much stronger position to add value and to be a positive influence on other people's lives. And that's really at the core of what a dynamic leader is. We want to add value, we want to influence people, and we want to lead, whether that's on the field in athletics or off the field in our own lives, at work, in the community, with our families, however you choose to uh, adapt and influence people. So... Thanks for taking some time to listen today. Uh, that's going to be it for uh, this episode of the Colin Sonelia podcast. Again, we are sponsored by the Sweat with Stods Hit at Home program. Uh, if you put in the code CCP, go to www.sweatwithstods.com. Put in CCP at checkout and you get $10 off uh, that program. Originally $30 drops down to $20 for my listeners. Thanks again uh, for dropping by today. Hope you learned something. Uh, Look forward to talking more soon. Take it easy.